Hey guys, and welcome to the Unknown Podcast. I am your congested host, Sean Houlihan, and with me are... Pyrofo. And uh, your boy, uh, Hobbit Town Needner, a.k.a. Um, uh, Mike on the Streets, a.k.a. Uh, Liam Neeson, is that you? No way, you're not a celebrity, you're Micah. Uh, that's me. I've been waiting for that all day. I couldn't wait to hear what his name was this week. I could wait my entire life. Uh-oh. No reason to, because you'll have another next week. Perfect. This makes Fine. me so happy. I'm gone next week, so... So, I'm you, so this we'll both have nicknames. This makes oh, me fuck. Sad. Oh, This yeah, just gets true. better for me. I don't know why this is disappointing for you. God... Damn! <laughs> uh, I'm not going away anymore. Gotta cancel the trip. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want this to be my thing. This can't be my thing. Uh, this week we are starting our favorite movies that we want to do, or that we like, and we're starting with my movie. And my favorite movie is Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Louis C.K.'s original film. Pootie. Uh, that scene where all the great things happen. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not any of the. Uh, j- just kidding. That's... Today we're talking about the Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings, two th- yeah. thousand one. Legend tells of a ring created by an ancient evil that gave its wearer the power to enslave the world. Believed lost for centuries. It has now been found. Is it secret? Is it safe? 2001. This movie is almost 20 years old. Amber and I were just talking about it, and that Jesus. freaked me out. So I didn't. It's weird. That this movie is so tac- that old tackling now. the movie early uh, does not seem that old. No, <laughs> having watched honestly, it, it's. I literally, yeah. I think I noticed one time where I internally was like, oh, that, that feels aged. Mm-hmm. What scene? Uh, the avalanche scene where they're on the mountain, like an hour in. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Okay. literally slow-mo technology was not, <laughs> was not advanced A yet. A thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, that, that was the only thing. Or like everything else is so technologically still, like on top of its game. I don't know. I I never like maybe Smeagol's finger movements. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Like really tiny gestural things. But like other than that, there's nothing yeah. that I could watch and go like, ah, oh, that seems dated. Yeah. No, really. I I, I completely agree because the thing that always struck me the most about this movie is kind of that uh it got released the same year that the first harry potter did the first i think that this one their two towers and their turn of the king all got released you know within a year of each mm-hmm. other and so did the first harry the first three harry potter films and i went recently went back and watched the uh, harry potter films and it is crazy watching this now to these both came out in the same year both you know with uh you know big hollywood studios behind them but for that some reason the lord of the rings is 
leaps and bounds better CG wise, uh, special effect wise, uh, oh. than like Harry Potter is, and it just it blows my mind how it really does hold up. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've got. Well, for real quick, uh, did you guys watch um, the regular edition, the theatrical one, or the extended? I'm I watched whatever's on Hulu. Okay, so I think that's the yeah. theatrical. Okay. I've seen the extended, so if you wanted to talk about that, that's fine. But yeah, I only watched the original. Oh no, no, that's fine. Um, just for I just just in case I talk about scenes and it's like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I I um, watched the version that's like two hours and fifty eight minutes or whatever that's on Hulu currently. Same. Okay. Same. Yeah. 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 Um, now the extended editions come with the making of the movies, and so this movie for me. Honestly, looking back on it, I feel like this movie is the one that set me on my path of wanting to create things, uh, movies and things like that. Because I watched these every night. You fell asleep to them. I fell fell asleep to these movies. I would put on, uh, they had cast commentary, any kind of commentary that they had on this movie, I watched the movie. And the extended editions were broken into two parts. So usually when I'd fall asleep, I would watch one part one night. And then I would do the second part the next night kind of thing. And I would just go back and forth constantly through each of the movies. But Fellowship is the one I would always fall back on. But the making of these movies, honestly, is just as incredible to watch as the movie itself. And so, like, the scene you said about uh, Smeagol's fingers coming up through the cage. Mm -hmm. At that point, when they made that, they weren't certain how Smeagol was going to be or look entirely yet. So that was, I just don't, I think what it was, was them not having him completely rendered in a way or something. No, so it I was mean, like yeah, very like, early kind of thing. So, at, so at, that, could... at that point in the movie, they had shown his body a couple times, but like mm-hmm. he, all I meant by that was just like, I, the, the smallest things I could notice were like, Oh, his fingers feel slightly glossier than, they, than they do modernly. Like, I don't know. It was mm-hmm. just like, the most trivial amount of of uh, judgment, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it was kind of like I was looking for. Okay, where where can this movie be wrong? Eighteen years later, because it's yeah. it's it's not often that you could look at a twenty year old movie and be like, "Yep, this aged perfectly." <laughs> yeah, you know. No, this uh, yeah, it's insane how well this movie. Yeah, is. and I think that what helps this movie a lot, and this is what's going to separate it from The Hobbit entirely, is the how practical everything yeah. was for this movie. They, they do mm-hmm. they, there is a lot of CG, but honestly, a good chunk. It's similar to Mad Max. Well, that, that, that's a note that I wrote for myself was just like this to me felt like way more. Uh, Ageable, if that word works, mm-hmm. specifically because of how little CGI there is. Like, obviously, yeah. there's some, but yeah. it, you know, I I feel like we we haven't we still have not reached a point where CGI is indistinguishable from life. Yeah, and so when Definitely. Hobbit is filmed, it's it's like okay, yeah, that's what forty. You're not even forty. 70% of the time it's obvious what CGI and then the other 30% maybe not. But so yeah. with Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy, it's like I, I you most of the time I'm I'm completely unaware of CGI is happening. Yeah. And if definitely. it is, it's just it's... because either a you're 
your physical technical skill is, is impressive or B, it's a simple enough CGI that it could be a technical skill. That's the thing, too, that always amazes me is uh, the miniatures they made. So all of the set pieces of... Um, I'm trying to... I'm blanking on names of the places where Sauron's Tower is. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, uh, Sauron... Well, yeah, I guess Mordor, technically, too, because they show Mordor and stuff. So, like, those sweeping camera shots and stuff, everything was miniatures that they built, and they were just absolutely ginormous and insane and so the camera would literally like pan around the thing and stuff and it was just so cool to watch this in the making of thing i I feel like i'm talking more about the making of the actual movie that's fine so (laughs) yeah it's just these movies are i don't know they're they're amazing for me and i i don't know it's just the characters too go ahead uh, i was just gonna add that like it's, it's it's they're amazing movies of course like from every side of production, but it's also amazing just from uh, like the marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. and then and then then from the production side too is like each one was made for like ninety million dollars only. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure like a little over ninety million dollars, and each one made over I think at least like seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, they were. Uh, but the next one, like I think the last one made over a billion. I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah, I think so. I think it was the only one that jumped. In. Uh, yeah. So it's just like this. There's no reason this movie, even though it did have a huge following from the books, obviously, there's no reason this movie should have done as well as it did. But mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, it really did just con it. It was like the first, I don't know, phenomenon movie uh, that I can remember because I was like nine or ten. Here's why I think it did so well. I feel like, and this could be wrong, but I feel like uh, the Lord of the Rings was the first movie experience that truly validated that like medieval lore if that makes sense kind of that that fantasy feel sort of yeah exactly so it's like you know in our current world we have skyrim we have the hobbit we have lord of the rings we we have all of this other stuff you know we have stuff to game of thrones game of thrones we have all of this medieval lore we have literally fucking medieval times in chicago we have you know monty python and 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 medieval comedy and satire um but but i feel like the uh genre of like taking middle earth slash just you know these medieval times kind of seriously where it's like there are really interesting cool stories to tell in this time frame mm-hmm. i feel like that wasn't taken seriously until lord of the rings yeah. and, and and i would argue lord of the rings is kind of why game of thrones can exist oh 100 percent. if it if it weren't for lord of the rings game of thrones would just not have a, a market yeah Literally, the only reason that I started watching Game of Thrones is because of Sean Bean. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, it's Boromir's going to be in this. I guess I'll watch it, you know. And I watched the first season, and I wasn't super obsessed with Game of Thrones right off the bat, but it was interesting enough. And I definitely, after rewatching it, things made more sense and whatnot, but I would have had zero interest in watching it. But, right but off I the mean, bat even, if it wasn't e- even outside of, of casting, just like from a strictly like plot point. It, yeah. Like. I, I I think, and, and again, my my memory might be fuzzy, but I don't remember like a medieval plot 
happening prior to Lord of the Rings that happen in that kind of like oh, armor and swords and, and blah, 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 but also like dragons and uh, the the mythical medieval, I guess, is what. That was the only reason that I started watching Game of Thrones is because someone explained it to me as Lord of the Rings, but a TV yeah. show. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm, I like Lord of the Rings. I'll give yeah, it a show a try. Well, and then exactly, and I, f- I feel TV like that's show. kind of... That's kind of the legacy, I guess. You know, it's like kind of what like the Dark Knight did to the superhero franchise. Like Lord of the Rings kind of just like fucking formed seriously taken medieval stuff, I guess. Mm. Like like I I if Lord of the Rings was never made, I genuinely believe Game of Thrones just like wouldn't exist. I feel like that's yeah. not something somebody would just been like, "Oh, this is probably sellable." <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Where it's just like, yeah, the books had been around for a long time, but I, I without the movies had having already existed, I don't think somebody just would have read those books and was like, Oh, this seems like an easy to create television series. Yeah. Let's just pitch this to HBO. Yeah. Um music too, I think it's you can't talk about Lord of the Rings without the music. I always see it's often considered one of the greatest uh, music scores for any movie or to accompany a movie kind of thing. You know, like it's easily noticeable if it's Lord of the Rings, at least for me. I mean, I've, I've oh, I, I would completely soundtrack agree. And stuff, you know, you know, yeah. Um, they do have a very like specific score. Yeah. It's just, you it's hear, really good. yeah, you hear the, when they go into the Shire and you hear the the little the flute come in and stuff, and you just like, you feel warm, and it's just good, you know. I I, happy, I would argue that the original Lord of the Rings trilogy is like one of the best case scenarios in terms of like using music to uh, emphasize your story, like mm-hmm. as far as movies are concerned. So, uh, my favorite version of that. Or, or rather example i guess um is in fellowship and yeah. it's it's 40 minutes into the movie when sam and frodo are getting ready to leave the shire mm-hmm. and they reach this point and they're in they're in a wheat field that meets a cornfield and sam goes hey this is the farthest i've ever been from the Shire or from Bag Ends or, you know, whatever, the, wherever they fucking live. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, this is the farthest I've ever have been. And and the music that's playing is from, it, you know, it's it's the music that plays the entire last 45 minutes where they're, where they're in Bag Ends or where they're in the Shire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the moment Sam steps into the cornfield with Frodo suddenly it, it it shifts to the like adventure music like the you know i i don't know yeah. how to describe it but like he, he switches from the wheat field to the cornfield and literally like physically the moment he steps into the cornfield it switches from the music that denotes like we're in the shire like like that's the shire music 
So mm. he steps from there to the cornfield, and it shifts from the Shire music to adventure music. And, like, to me, that's, like, this perfect fucking example of... Yeah. I, like Just damn. melting all your senses. Yeah, like, kinda, I don't know, you it's know? just perfect. It's, like, that's yeah. that's the... That's what the sound quality of this movie... And so, like, throughout the entire experience, that's what it is. Like, you have a, a visceral sound experience. Cathartic experience. experience. Yeah. 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 No, it's those subtleties too, and that's what's cool. Especially rewatch, you know, you pick up on stuff as you watch it, but then rewatching and stuff. There's just so many little things that the movie adds. Um, but yeah, no, music is just oh man, I couldn't say enough good things about the music. And I remember at one point, I mean, I don't watch it as regularly regularly as I did in high school, but it would get to the point where I could just put the soundtrack on and I could just I would play the whole movie in my head. Mm-hmm. I could see everything just perfectly and uh just beautiful all around um but i think it's i like how you pointed out that scene with sam because i think that's another strong point of this and i'm kind of a sucker for these epic trilogy movies where they're setting things up especially the good ones like lord of the rings for me yeah but you're meeting all the characters and it's really interesting and you're kind of getting this taste of everybody and that's one of my favorite things about sam is uh sam is loyal to Frodo you know he's his friend but he's also got this tie to the Shire he doesn't want to leave the Shire and so like that's a huge moment for Sam is that moment right there where he says uh if this is the farthest from home I've ever been or if I take one more step it'll be the farthest from home I've ever been so he's leaving his comfort zone but he wants to also help Frodo so it's already starting this friendship bond with him and stuff and yeah there's something like that with every character in this movie and uh and there's not you know there's nine key characters of the fellowship and this movie gives enough of time to each of them. I think there's definitely, you know, you probably argue that you'd want more with some others, but still all things considered, I think that they did a pretty incredible job with um, everybody that they had. Um, And I think that that's where they did a good job with the theatrical cut, but the extended edition adds so much more. I think, so you said it was how long? Two hours and 58 minutes, Micah? Uh, your the, your the, version? The Hulu version is like literally 258 or 259. I can't remember, but it's it's roughly that. Okay, so I was looking at the, the extended edition. I think with credits, it's 348, but <laughs> that's uh, I think there's 28 minutes of credits. The credits rolls so slow. It's so unbelievably slow. But so it's about three hours and twenty minutes with the extended scenes. But the um... so I, an addendum to that, uh, I just want to say at an hour and thirty four minutes is when they announce the title of the movie. Yes, that's uh, okay. Elrond yeah, says it. <laughs> so yeah, the the length Shelby. into a movie where your average comedy lies. <laughs> yeah, the entire length of a comedy. An hour thirty four. Yeah, uh, that's the very first moment where it's like, "That's it. We are going to create a fellowship of the rings." And then he like slams <laughs> his. He doesn't yeah. slam anything. It's just like a meeting of people. But yeah, he just says it, and they cuts to the yeah exactly. But I I just yeah. I found that hilarious where I I made sure like I heard that and then I paused it and I was like, "All right, that's an hour and thirty four into a three hour movie." I thought it was yeah. 
No, that is that's good. Um, and then the action set pieces in this movie are awesome too. It's uh, and I think that's where a lot of the practical stuff kind of helps too. There's definitely some heavy CG use. Uh, I remember in the making of the movie, they created a specific program uh, to create these huge looking battles, and it gave. I'm assuming it's essentially kind of what video games would do, what video games would do. Um, but it's, you know, you can make a blue side and a red side, basically, and it, it gives them all their own AI, and they all fight and just run and attack at each other and stuff. And that was something that they used in the movie, um, which I feel like would only be used in the beginning, the prologue, uh, when they're setting everything up. But like that whole action sequence is crazy. I love the the Mines of Moria is awesome, um, and then I I get chills with that last uh, fight with the Urukai when Aragorn is standing there and he holds the sword up in front of his face and then he points it at them and then he starts fighting everybody and it's just so cool and it's yeah. so great. Um, but also that's one of my favorite uh, songs I think is the Breaking of the Fellowship, uh, which is that that's the title of the song and it's also literally what's happening is everybody's separating now, but. Um, yeah, um, oh, it's just so good. Just so good. The movie is wonderful through and through, and it's there's a re- it's it that's it's my favorite movie. It makes me happy. It's no watching. stand by me. What's up? It's no stand by me. Yeah, Brian's right. It it's definitely not the worst movie ever made. But <laughs> all right, guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll be back next week. Don't worry, Brian will be next back next week. Uh, He might sound a little bit different, but don't worry, he'll hate Stand by Me just as much as he always does. I was thinking for next week we should continue this trend and we'll rewatch Stand by Me. And Micah has to do his uh, review, and he has to try to think what I would say. Oh my my god, you don't want that. (laughs) <laughs> I do kind of want to see that. <laughs> well, technically, you want that as much as you currently want, like fucking HPV. Ooh. Well, I already have that. So you, you want that currently as much as you want tetanus on your urethra. Come on, let's leave that out of here. All right, man. Brian <sighs> likes pain. <laughs> The masochist, I like. So, all right. I, I don't, back I don't to Lord like of the Rings. Oh. I had one more question. Go ahead. Um, why all right. is the world not overrun with elves? Why is it not overrun by yeah. elves? I know that there's... They're um, immortal. Every other species well, they, well, they, dies... Well, they, I mean, they can still get killed, though. So they're not, they're immortal if they're just left alone. Yeah, but, but exactly, though. Like, why would they not evolve to avoid conflict? Or, I don't know. Like, you would think after X amount of thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of years, like at least segments of them you know like the the commonplace people who are not special you know the non lannisters the non starks the not you know all these non special families who 
obviously exist in the empire would like continue to exist so why is the world not massively populated in lord of the rings with elves because according to the lore they don't die the only answer that i could think of for you is there are fights and wars and little things constantly going on so i have some sort of something going on there i know that um the and... only thing they address in the movie is the elves are allowed to give away their heart to other oh, other people and that allows yeah, them to die it. apparently Mm-hmm. yeah that could be the case for some um, but but it's yeah, like I, 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 the I, I don't have an answer you know no, no <laughs> I, I know. i'm not asking for an answer no, I I'm, I'm just kind of rhetorical um yeah but i will i was actually i was just watching it i was pointing it out to amber watching it uh there's a scene in particular that bothers me and i always think about it every time i watch it and it's when boromir is coming in to save mary and pippin at the very end when they're fighting and it's like they're kind of standing there and all of a sudden you see Boromir running and that one guy's got the axe coming in and Boromir grabs it and he kicks him and then a camera pans away real quick and then it cuts to back to Boromir and all of a sudden he's behind this guy like with the axe and axing him in the back and I'm like every time I'm always like how like how did he fucking get back there so goddamn quick <laughs> like what the Continuity hell errors. yeah it's just a super weird cut and I don't I don't remember what they cut to. I think they cut to Mary and Pippin real quick doing... They're, like, throwing... Uh, they might be throwing rocks or something. I can't remember. But it's still just so jarring and so bizarre. And um, <laughs> the other thing always cranks me up watching it is... Um, Frodo runs away from Boromir. He's on that thing. He's got the ring on. And then he falls. And the ring comes off. And Aragorn finds him. And... Uh, He's kind of asking him something, and then he's like, Boromir tried to take it. And the way that Aragorn, he's like, where is the ring? And it's the <laughs> scariest way to say that line. And I don't know, I imagine it had to have been intentional, but it's just, I, they're trying to make him menacing, and like he's after the ring too, but he's just like, no, no, man. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to help. What's wrong? But it's just the way he says, <laughs> I'm here to help you. Yeah, where is the ring? Like, oh, man, you're fucking scaring him, dude. Don't say it like that, Aragorn, son of Arathorn. But he does. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Where to use his full name. I know. Yeah. It's an Oscar curse. That's what I'm That's what I'm concluding upon. Yeah. What we need is Stephen Colbert to answer your question, because he would definitely be able to dude, tell you. you're so right. So, thank you uh, for introducing him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome our guest, Stephen Colbert. Just, just, just kidding. Uh, oh, I thought you really had him. That was we're regretfully we budget for that yet. God, we need. Terrible. Where's our sponsors? Did you get Benitos yet? You know they responded and they said you guys are poor as fuck. Contact Kraft Cheese. Maybe they'll sponsor you. The only reason we're allowing you to be in this podcast is because you promised us Benitos. Fuck. All right. Let me mess him again. Okay. Send him out a quick teat. Dear Benitos, here's a dick pic. Tweet. Uh, That's why they're not sponsoring us. You keep sending them dick pics. Now we know. You guys never told me not to send Benitos a dick pic. Oh, my God. We never told you to. Uh, Not 
intentionally, but you did passively. I, it, it's yeah, you know what? It's I I can't believe it, Brian. It's I can I can believe it. Listen, all I gotta say is everything negative in my life. I blame on Brian. Well, yeah, oh, I thought you were gonna say that could have been fixed by Benito's sponsor. It could have been also, but they didn't fix One my day. life. But Brian was supposed to. Well, that's me. There's always next week when we watch Stand by Me. I don't Is that know. what we're watching next week? We could. I don't. I just want to throw it out there. Or Mr. Rogers. That's true, yeah. We've got the... I think I'll be going on Saturday or Sunday, so that's that's definitely viable. We can do whatever we want. Or Ant-Man. Yeah, I will also be seeing that, too. There's a lot of movies we got to watch it. soon. We could, yeah. We've got we've got a lot in... Uh, so why don't, uh, instead, we just watch, like, Rear Window? It's like something, like, very commonly available. Yeah. Just kidding. Let's yes. watch a new movie. Oh. Okay. We're going to be watching something, and we're going to be talking about it next week. So we hope that you'll join us. And thank you for listening to me rant about Lord of the Rings. And thank you guys for humoring me and allowing me to do so. I don't thank you for humoring anyone. Never hu- never humor anyone. Because all they'll hey, do... thank you all- for lying to me about Stephen Colbert being here. I really thought he was for a second. Lying about what? Do you have Stephen right next to you? Yeah, he's right he here. His, is he just okay. is he just being quiet? Yeah, he, he's a he's a timid he's a timid child. He's a timid child. Yep, that's what I said. Okay. All right, we're wrapping on this one. Bye. Yeah, we're wrapping this up. If you guys want to get a hold of us, our info is down below. So give it give it a click. And if you have any suggestions or anything for us, uh, we have an email too, so shoot us emails and whatnot. But until next time, uh, we are the unknown podcasters. Yeah. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye.